All right. Welcome everyone who is listening or watching. This is the Genesis Church Conversations podcast. I am Chris Creech and I've got Jeff Stott here with us. Uh, We are two of the pastors over at Genesis Church. And today we're going to be talking because this is, upon release anyway, this is Thanksgiving week. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about what the Bible has to say about thankfulness and giving thanks and gratitude and all that fun stuff. But first of all, uh, Jeff's got some stuff to talk about before we dive in. Yeah. Okay. So if this is your first time to be a part of this or listen to this podcast or watch it, um, I would recommend that you go to our podcast, every how you listen to podcasts. For example, for me, I listen to podcasts through Spotify. So I go to Spotify. You can type in conversations with Genesis church. That's how it's titled. And then it brings up all the podcasts we have listed there. And on it, you'll find various kinds of things. You'll find interviews um, where we interview uh, national missionaries. We've interviewed international missionaries and just, you know, see what God's doing and how they do ministry with with where they're at. Uh, We've also interviewed uh, a seminary professor uh, with some theology stuff uh, and picked his brain about some things. Um, the last podcast, um, was, uh, with Alan Newsom, Newsom, and he's the co-star of Mayberry Man. And that was just released about a month or so ago. And, uh, very intriguing. If you like, if you like Andy Griffith's show, um, you, you'll love that interview. And so, cause he's a tribute artist. He does Floyd the Barber, uh, around the nation. And he basically plays himself as Floyd the Barber in this, movie but anyway you can listen to it and watch it um uh also uh when you're going through and looking at our uh, podcast we not only do interviews but we also just have conversations about theological subjects so for example you'll find uh some podcasts on you know scripture we talk about that we talk about uh salvation what it is what it's not that kind of you know the doctrine of salvation we've talked about sin we talked about christ end times resurrection uh but one that i want to spotlight for you is we have two or three on how to study the bible that's one of the questions i get quite a bit is okay so jeff how do i beyond just reading the bible how do i study it so we spent a little time walking through some principles and some practices and habits and ways of studying the Bible and getting the most out of it as you actually sit down and start studying what the Bible actually says. So check that stuff out. I think you will find it helpful. So now, um, as Chris mentioned today, we are talking about Thanksgiving. And what we're going to do is we're just going to take a look at some scripture on Thanksgiving, and we're just going to talk about it. um, And uh, hopefully, Uh, This will kind of get you in the mindset of Thanksgiving, at least for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's, you know, it uh, went from it went from like summer to start of school to Thanksgiving overnight. I don't know what happened there, but I mean, we were talking this morning about Christmas and where where did it come from? You know, I don't know this year. I, my life right now is in like full <laughs> speed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and uh, we were talking about um, families who have, or individuals who have time to go have fun. You know what I'm saying? On a regular basis. Yes. We just got, <laughs> we got this, this mail today 
for a cruise that says get back to incredible destinations i'm like get yeah. back yeah well, <laughs> like, yeah like, that was pre-kids man what but, yeah okay <laughs> well as we were talking what are the things yeah. so what she said i mean without hesitation I, I just said how i said how do these people have time like weekly or every other week to go do things that are not responsible driven you just yes. go have fun you know yes. and uh, immediately her first response was they don't do ministry <laughs> <laughs> and i thought okay that's there's funny. one okay <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and for for her and for me that is true i mean we true. we we are involved in a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. um you know and she has kids and obviously you know pam and i you know we're starting over with two little ones and so uh you know we're all busy but anyway mm -hmm. I, anyway to say all that here i am I'm, I'm doing an illustration of myself and what i'm about to start with is that why is it so hard let's before we get into the word here what is why is it so hard to be thankful i mean because you know we live in a culture where just complaining and being offended and being ungrateful seems to be expected you know what i'm saying so what's your thoughts on why why how did we go from thanksgiving to this oh, yeah. ungrateful state we're in i've given that a little bit of thought before and i don't i don't know other than it seems like negativity can be fun you know what i mean like you get negative people jump on it with you there's there's generally not a like if i'm thankful for something very publicly sometimes there's not like this you know surrounding group of people that want to jump in and agree with you where negativity tends to man you can get people to jump in with you on on negativity so sometimes that that negativity is not just uh like the the path of least resistance where it's just easier to complain than to be thankful um but it's it can it can be fun for people they can get you know a little bit of a high off of that and and being surrounded with people that are the same but i do think it is the the path of least resistance as well where it's just kind of how we're wired as you know sinful beings or whatever it's just much easier to vent that out than it is to vent gratitude it's just a an easier mindset to have well you know um there is a reason why in the Bible, God has to tell us to be thankful. And over and over and yes. over. I tell this to kids all the time that when we're doing kids ministry or even worship ministry, when people start talking about like, well, this worship music is repetitive. It's just the same thing over and over. Well, man, you are going to hate the Bible like because <laughs> it's a lot of the same thing over and over. But we talk yeah. about that, you know, when I tell kids hey, this is how many times the Bible mentions, you know, this. Well, if your teacher were to mention that 10 times in the same class, it, it's time to listen up. Like there is a reason they're telling you this that much. And that's how the Bible is a lot of times. So, well, you know, so from a biblical perspective or theology perspective, okay. So in my mind, here's what, you know, to answer my own question here, as I was thinking through this, uh, why are we so ungrateful? Why is it hard to be thankful? You know, um, and I think this really comes down. You mentioned one of them. I think it really has to do with what I'm just going to call it nature and nurture. Our sinful nature is bent towards selfishness. 
Sure. So when things aren't going the way we want them, well, we're not going to be thankful. We're not, you know, our, our flesh, our sinful nature is going to want to be ungrateful and all that kind of stuff and whine and complain, criticize, you know, all, the, all that stuff. And so everybody else's sinful nature is the same way. And so we just kind of jump on it. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I like what you're talking about. You know, you get somebody complaining about something. Oh, it's easy for, oh man, that's right. Brother, I'm telling you, you, you had no idea how bad it is. And then we start trying to outdo each other, how bad our lives are, you know? And yeah. so, uh, uh, well, that's the, that's the nature part. But then you also have the, uh, that, that nurture. And so our culture, at least here in the United States, our culture just is a cr criticizing culture. You know, it's my rights. It's my choice or it's my whatever's my freedom right you know to do what i want when i want and if i can't then somehow you're a bad person and making my life miserable right. and so um you know and if you think about it you know when the, okay so uh, all right one of the things i try to especially for people who are thinking about sin for the first time they're reading the bible and they see the word sin popping up all the time and sometimes the word sin can be this very general kind of a thing you really can't land on it's so generic you know uh so what i tell people is when they're reading the bible to help them to understand some verses like you know for the wages of sin is death so what i say is take that word sin and think selfishness mm -hmm. for the wages of selfishness yep. is death so mean so now all of a sudden it get oh that brings home a little closer now all of a sudden and um and i do think that our selfishness that the, our culture and our nature it, it it it's it's driven to be selfish so we have to fight against that old part of us as believers in order to be thankful so i think i think we got it both going on and uh, and we have to just go against the grain because really you know you know okay chris you said something a while ago about how um something that made me think when you know if you're in a group of people and somebody is very positive and very thankful they seem sort of weird you know what i'm saying yes i do everybody kind of looks at them like wow that's kind of you know like they're the self-righteous sanctimonious one. yeah you know it's what I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or they'll yeah. say something or they don't say anything over there because i've even thought i've been around people who are very thankful very positive i mean like all the time and i just in my head i'm thinking they don't live in the real world you, you, you yep. see what i'm saying yep and that's terrible. It is, yeah. yeah. You know? But I mean, but it is what it is. And it's true. Yeah. I mean, because it's not something that we are, we're not used to it. I mean, okay, so pretty much anybody out there that's listening that has ever worked retail will know. I mean, all right, how many times do you get thanked for being the cashier or being the retail salesperson versus how many times, like, did you get blessed out because their credit card got declined or some nonsense like that. And so it's just not a normal thing. I mean, you yeah. know, you walk into a retail store and generally, I mean, unless you're in a really good environment, you're kind of dreading that next customer walking through the door a lot of times. And, and just how we are as a people, I think. Well, you know, another thing is, is that behind the, uh, behind the nurture aspect or culture you know we have to be reminded that there is a kingdom of darkness behind sure. okay so if i'm okay so if i'm the devil and i've got certain things under my influence um i am going to try to get believers specifically 
to be unthankful, ungrateful, because we're about to see some stuff here in the Bible where there is something significant and powerful behind this attitude of gratitude that if I'm the devil, I would not want believers to have because there's some freedom in there and there's some peace in that thing that comes with it that I don't want you to have, you know? I think, I mean, there's also some, um, uh, kind of an attracting to or pushing away from the kingdom of God when you're talking about believers that are are living in thankfulness because you know, you know, you ask like going back to the retail thing, you ask any waiter or waitress or whatever what their least favorite shift is, like it's the Sunday lunch crowd. They get off a of church, they come to the restaurant, they act the fool, <laughs> and they start. I mean, you know, pushing people away, and so you know, there's an idea there that, again, you're right. If, if, you know, if you're Satan, your goal is, Hey man, let's get these believers to push people away because that's hard to get people to come back from. And, and the opposite is also true where if we're drawing people towards God, if we're showing who God is, then you're drawing people towards that. Well, I mean, think about it. Let's say, let's say your attitude of gratitude and your thankfulness increases and grows just a level of level. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, let's just say, you know, we're at a level three. Okay. You know, we're thankful, but eh, we're not even, we're not there yet. But I mean, if you take your attitude of gratitude from a level three, even to a level six. Okay. I mean, it's going to impact your attitude at work, your attitude in your marriage. I mean, think about how, if you became more thankful for your job, your kids, your spouse, you know, whatever health you have, your situation you have. I mean, just finding a way to be thankful in all circumstances, which we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, so there is something here. I think God really wants his people to be thankful. And when this is when I think we're going to have to really work at it, at least here in the United States, because of the culture we live in that feeds off of just negativity. Um, okay, so Philippians chapter four, let's just kind of walk through this and we're just going to make some comments about it and just see uh, where God takes it. So I'm going to read it and then we'll, and then we'll talk about it. So Philippians chapter four, verse six says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. There it is. And thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. All right. So Chris, what, uh, what are you seeing out of that? Well, and you, you highlighted it when you were speaking the word, the word then, you know, it's a, it's a reason word. So then, you know, only if you do this part, then you know, you get this. And so God's peace, I mean, in this passage is coming from praying, uh, telling God what you need and thanking him for what he's done. And so it's a talk to God, tell him what you need, thank him for what he's already given you, then you will get God's peace. And so, I mean, for me, that is a, it's a very key phrase because it, it directs you back to here's what you have to do to be getting this. And, and we don't like to talk in terms of that with the Bible. You know, we don't like to be talking about here's what you have to do because, you know, we spend all this time talking about what Jesus has done for us. Therefore, we don't have to do anything. But in reality, we're talking about salvation there. 
we don't earn our salvation. You know, Jesus has already done that. But there are things that we will need to do in our lives to be able to receive certain things from God. And that's an uncomfortable conversation because it kind of goes against the you don't earn this. But when you read the Bible, I mean, you've got some of these things that say, do this, then this. And this is one of those, I think. Well, okay. So I think one of the reasons why some believers do not experience God's peace Mm -hmm. is because they're not grateful. They're not, they're not thankful. And this, this unthankful, ungrateful attitude becomes a dam. It becomes a lock. You know what I'm saying? Um, that keeps God's peace from being experienced in our life, uh, especially when things are chaotic. So, uh, uh, you know, well, you know, I've heard people say, okay, when thing, when, when something's going on and it can stress you out or whatever, it's chaos or there's a crisis, you know, cause the Bible says, don't worry about anything. So the context of the statement is really something that you might right. want to worry about, you know, or you would feel like you, want to worry about so don't worry about anything so then he says pray so and I've, I've heard that all the time you know hey you just need to pray about it man you need to be praying about it you know well it's i'm not belittling prayer here okay because thanksgiving is part of prayer okay but th- there's there's something specific here about okay talk to god what you're worried about what do you need what do you think what do you think you need you know and then thank him you know, get this attitude, Lord, thank you so much for hearing me. God, I don't like this situation, but thank you that you're going to work all things out for good to those who love you and call according to your purpose. You know, just thank him, throw it out there and, and genuinely have this thankful heart. And the Bible says that's when you'll start experiencing God's peace. So I guess, I, I guess one of the questions I have for my li- or our listeners is, I mean, if you're not experiencing God's peace, could it be? you're just not thankful. You yeah, know, we, um, we do this thing with our kids. I used to be on these book launch teams and they would send me all these free books and I had to like review them and you know, all this stuff. So anyway, one of these book launch teams sent me this, it's called like the question, the daily question or something like that. And basically it is 365 questions, uh, one for every day of the year and you write the year next to it. So, you know, today's will be November 16, 2021. Well, there are two more following it. That's the same question, November 16, 2022, 2023. So you basically go through three years of questions with your kids and you ask them one every night. It's a ton of fun, man. They've got some goofy questions in there and some stuff that, you know, makes good memories and everything. But one a few days ago was, um, and I've got a six and a half and a three and a half year old. And so it was a little bit over their heads, but the question was, um, can you think of three things to thank God for each day? And what do you think would happen if you do that? And I thought, Oh, that's good, man. What, what do you think would happen? And, you know, I'm sure we've all had those times where we're kind of going, you know, we're getting ready to complain about something. And then sometimes it just comes to us and we say, but you know what? I am thankful that we've got this, you know, or man, I really want money to be able to do this, but I'm glad we have money to be able to, pay our bills and have food and stuff like that. And it does, it changes our mindset. And, and, you know, we talk about it at Genesis church a fair amount that, you know, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when we change that mindset, it changes who we are. We are what consumes our thoughts. And so that's a, um, 
Yeah, it's a good question. What would happen if you were more grateful? Okay, so, man, see, you are more biblical than you think. <laughs> see, there you go, man. I mean, yeah. you know. I just, because, yeah. okay, in the verse that we just read, this Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, okay, it says, you know, be thankful. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And then it says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So there's this chain reaction. There's this result, praying, being thankful. God's peace kicks in. Now, all of a sudden, there's something that's happening with your heart. By the way, that word, the heart there, really refers to your emotions. Okay. And the word mind talks, talks about the way you think. So you're going to start feeling better and thinking better about your circumstance, even though nothing's changed. Thankfulness, like you were saying, will change the, your perspective. It will change your mind. It will change your emotions. And uh, so, man, I tell you what, you know, this whole thing about Thanksgiving, there's some powerful stuff here. I mean, there's some, some this, is, this is really in the category to me, Thanksgiving is really in the category of spiritual warfare. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, man, um, if I could get you to complain and not be grateful, I pretty much won. Yeah, there you go, man. And it's funny. I looked up. It's amazing, man. I love I love when like people do these studies and they do these articles and these big, you know, like over the top research projects and they're like, "Oh, the Bible's right." You know what I mean? Because it's <laughs> like, yeah, we could have we could have told you this, but um Harvard did a a whole study. I saw this one earlier. They did an entire study on gratitude. And what they found is that gratitude did change your mindset it helped people uh feel better it helped people to have better experiences with their emotions and their uh the things they were doing it helped them have better relationships and i mean so it just um see god knows what he's talking about he kind of it's kind of like you know <laughs> somebody builds the thing and then somebody comes along later and goes you know hey look this thing works this way and god's kind of like yeah i wrote that in the manual yeah <laughs> and so anyway well you yeah. know okay so a few years back um i took some classes at the university of missouri and one of them was uh fam uh, the science mm -hmm. of family relationships and it was looking at relationships in a family meaning marriage parenting all that stuff from a, a science perspective i mean just evaluating and applying science principles to it and very fascinating. But as I'm going through it and as they're talking, I'm thinking, yeah, the Bible says that, you know, I mean, as they're talking about what science has discovered and I'm going, eh, the, yeah, the Bible says that over in Ephesians. That's what it says, you know? Yes. And uh, I mean, of course they didn't know that, but I'm going, right. You know, and science is a good thing, but it there is. are some times where you're going, yeah, yeah we, we knew that already, Chief. We already knew that. You know? <laughs> okay, so, all right, let's go to the next verse. All right, so 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 2 to 3, says this. Um, this is Paul writing. It's at the very beginning of the letter, and he does this quite a, a bit where he's saying thank you for certain groups, and he's doing it here in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. So he says, <clears throat> we always thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly, as we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the endearing hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right. What grabs you on that one? Thanking God for people is weird. Um, 
you know, it is, it feels, <laughs> it feels odd. Thanking God for things and for blessings and for how our lives are structured comes way more naturally to me than thanking God for specific people. And I don't know what drives that necessarily, but you're right. Uh, this happens in a lot of the New Testament letters where immediately, you know, the author says, hey, we thank God for you. And it's weird enough. It's unnatural, I should say, enough for us to thank God for a person. It is exceedingly unnatural to walk up to someone and say, hey, by the way, I've been thanking God for you. Now, this one, we've talked about how gratitude changes us. I wonder what would happen if we continually walked up to people and said, hey, by the way, you know, I've been thanking God that you exist, that you're here, that you, you know, hey, man, you matter. I And I think that gratitude, now we're seeing we can switch it around and bless other people with our gratitude to God. And that is, that is very unnatural. And I think that starts to get into what you were talking about, where the grateful person in the room, everybody's kind of looking at them you know what that that person's weird look because if somebody comes up to you like for me especially if somebody comes up to me and is like hey i'm thankful for what you do i appreciate this blah blah, blah. I, I my first instinct is to be like yes thank you please leave me alone now because i just don't handle <laughs> i don't handle receiving that well <laughs> but it does make you feel good no matter how you handle receiving it it does make you feel good and i think that um that's weird for some people to hear, but it's good. You know, you know what I mean, man? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. People come up, you know, I don't want to say all the time, but you know, yeah. being a pastor, you know, I yes, mean, yes. people come up to me and they'll say, Jeff, man, I'm so thankful you're here. And they say a lot of nice things. And I just go, I mean, it is awkward, but at the same time, I want it to end, but I want it to continue sure. at the same time. <laughs> I usually just say, thank, thank you. Yeah, I, I just, appreciate. Yeah, I, you know, it, it 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 we're just we meaning yes. people in general, not just Christians, just we we in general. We are not good at receiving right appreciation, you know. And it seems like it and we go over this with um if I've ever got somebody that wants to train up in like worship ministry. Um musicians man, musicians are weird. Like we know that we're a whole different kind of animal. And it seems like when a musician receives a compliment, there's only one of two places they go. And that's either, yes, I am God's gift to the drum set <laughs> or like, oh man, none of it's me. You know, God's just working through me. I'm just a, you know, a crappy broken vessel, yep. you know, and, and there's a real, we talk about that really good midway point on here's how we need to receive a compliment. And ultimately it's acknowledging God worked through you, but also acknowledging that you're not, you know, nearly as good as you think you are. Yeah. And just saying thank you and and moving on. But you're right. I mean, just in general, people are not wired to take compliments in the healthiest way, I don't think. You know? No, we're not. And but yeah, here but it's therapeutic. I think people need to hear it. Uh <clears throat> you know, um I have a whole folder on my computer where I have if somebody's written me a handwritten note, sometimes I'll snap a picture of it, put it in the folder. If it's an email, I'll put it in the folder. And basically if you know, things are just going as poorly as they possibly can. Occasionally I'll pull that open and be like, Hey man. Okay. Yeah. I am, yeah. Oh yeah. I am a like, little appreciated. You know? Somebody does care. Yes. Not everybody hates me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I do have some worth somehow. Yes. You know? yes. Um, 
You know, one thing that jumped out at me on this is where Mm -hmm. he says, uh, you know, after he says, we thank God for all of you and pray for you constantly. um, He says, as we pray to our God and our father about you, when he's praying, what he's saying is, okay, when we pray for you or when he prays for them, Mm -hmm. three things pop up in his mind about them. Mm -hmm. And he says, we think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and the enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you got a different translation, you might be, you know, more familiar with, you know, um, you know, phrases like a labor of love, that kind of thing. So, um, but with that said, you know, I, I will say this. I do think one thought I have here is I think this verse should say something about are we doing and being the kind of person that's easy to be thankful for? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying here? Oh, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yes. So, you know, am I, okay, let's just, okay. You're married. I'm married. You know, there's a bunch of people out there married and there's some people listening who are thinking about getting married. What would happen? Maybe not after what you're about to say. (laughs) What would happen (laughs) if, you know, we as a spouse decide to say, okay, what, how, how can, what can I do to where my spouse will find it very easy when she's praying for me, she immediately, her mind immediately goes into, I am so thankful for him. And it can rattle off because of this, 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 you know? Yeah. And these are specific things. Like he's not being vague here. I mean, you know, it can sound a little vague because he's not mentioning like specific deeds, but the idea of faithful work and, you know, good deeds and things like that, those are all specific things. He's not just saying, you know, I'm thankful for you guys because uh, you're all right. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you guys are there. I'm thankful you know, for you, but here yeah. is why. No, he's, yeah. he's got he's got something in mind that he's right. like, man, this is how I see y'all blessing mm-hmm. and serving our God, because really for him for paul that's writing this mm-hmm. he's thankful that for their faithful work talking about in the ministry right. and how there's you know ministering to others are faithful with it uh your loving deeds how you're loving mm-hmm. other believers loving your enemies and all that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. and they're, they're not giving up i mean they have this enduring hope right you know this perseverance to them that when it gets tough they don't quit you know so uh when it comes to the kingdom of god and, and ministering and serving him so um and I, I do think that um, as believers, we really need to kind of weigh that pretty heavy and say, okay, man, where am I faithful at? Where am I loving it? You know, what am I enduring? You know, and so, uh, yeah, that's a good, man. I t- see, okay, so Chris, you said earlier, I mean, this this whole being thankful thing is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have only looked at two verses, one from Philippians and one from Thessalonians. And I mean, they're heavy. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is some serious stuff, man. Right. All right. Let's move on to another one real quick. All right. So we're still in the book of First Thessalonians. So at the very beginning of First Thessalonians, we just read, you know, how he's thankful for these believers. Well, you get to the end of it. He's wrapping things up. And he said, one of the things he says, he says, be thankful in First Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Okay. 
what you got? Yeah, I think that the um, so when I was looking through these earlier, um, I noticed the first one we touched in Philippians four and this one are two that I think have been taken out of context a little bit and kind of used to drive some different things. So uh, Philippians four six, don't worry about anything. Well, that one tends to get driven towards, man, if you're worried or anxious or whatever, nope, you're just you're just living in sin. And that's just not <laughs> the case, man. I mean, there are there are real issues out there that worry me, that worry people that have anxiety, things like that. So um, just a quick, you know, throwback to that one, because I didn't see it in my notes earlier. And then this one where it says, be thankful in all circumstances, I think has tended to be used to. Uh, tell people in bad situations that are brought about by either their bad decisions or the bad decisions of others to, well, just be happy with it. (laughs) And fact of the matter is, man, that's not what this is saying. Be thankful in all circumstances is not saying be thankful for all circumstances. Being thankful in all circumstances is kind of like how they tell you, um, like to avoid seasickness on a boat, pick a spot on the horizon and just focus on it or you know, our old driver's ed person used to tell us that what you uh, stare at is what you steer at. So they would tell us to pick a spot and focus. And that feels to me what this this passage is talking about. Being thankful in all circumstances is finding that thankfulness, finding that gratitude, that idea of something that you are thankful for, multiple things you are thankful for, to help you in bad circumstances, not to be thankful for those bad circumstances necessarily. I mean, I can't imagine being the kind of person which this happens, you know, to have a wife come up and say, man, my husband's beating on me and to say, well, you need to be thankful, you know, for that circumstance when we really should be saying, you know, all right, let's get you some help. And then if we want to talk about being thankful, we can talk about picking things they're thankful for while still helping them with their bad circumstance. You know what? Does that make sense? Oh no. Yeah. Cause uh, as you were talking I- hadn't thought about this and now i'm gonna i'm gonna say something that sounds like i'm tooting my horn or something but i'm not uh the uh okay so way back when uh you know i played uh, i was on the track i was in track and i played basketball and football so and so when it came to basketball and uh football i, I was blessed I, i've never been a part of a losing team ne- i've never been a part so I don't know what it's like to be like below 500. I was the losing team, man. Like, yeah. you know, what's curse. a losing? What, what's yes. it feel like to be on a losing team? Okay, yes. I've never experienced that. But however, I did have a coach who he did something that is very similar to this, what we're talking about. So within the loss, what did you learn? Okay, so we may have lost, you know, obviously we lost, you know, lost games, you know, here and there. But um, uh but what did you take away from it? So in, in, a, in a similar way, I'm hearing God say, okay, you're in the circumstance. What can you be thankful for in it? You know what I'm saying? Your marriage is not great, but okay. But what can you be, what, what's the thankful part here? You know what I'm saying? Because here's the deal. Because in that circumstance, this is what's going to happen. It goes back to that uh, first verse, Philippians 4, we talked about, about experiencing God's peace. If you're in a very negative circumstance and you choose not to find something to be thankful and grateful for, then you're not going to experience God's peace in that chaos. 
you see what's happening here absolutely so i think it, it so this all goes together for me so when he says be thankful in all circumstances it doesn't matter what the circumstance is mm-hmm. you know find a way to have this thankful mindset right that will battle against uh this ungrateful attitude that's going to bring poison as nick saban says rat poison <laughs> goodness man <laughs> And uh, anyway, it's for Nick Saban non-fans. Don't worry about it. But those who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Because you know he doesn't want rat poison poisoning his players. Right. But ungratefulness will be like rat poison that will poison and kill a lot of joy in your life. So, um, anything else on uh, First Thessalonians five eighteen? I don't think so. Well, I will say this. I do want to add this though. Yeah, I got I got tons of stuff. Got too much. Cause I, I really have to work at this. Now I want to be honest with you to my listeners. Now, if you're around me, I think most people say, man, you're pretty positive. You seem pretty upbeat most of the time, blah, blah, blah. You don't seem to complain or, you know, and even when you do, you just seem to, it just, you just seem to blow it off. Well, okay. That is true. However, my wife has a different perspective. There it is. That's what I was going to say. Generally like that's okay. there's public, public yeah. positivity. And then, you know, yeah. So, uh, my wife who has, you know, we've been married for 31 years. Is that right? 31, 30 something years. And, uh, you know, she says she knows that I can get negative quick and I get that da- I can be, you know, a downer, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but I've been the way and I have, and I really have to fight this. I've got to work right. at being thankful. Uh, but here's the deal. First Thessalonians 5, 18 says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. Okay. So, if you were to come up to me and ask me, Jeff, what's God's will for my life? Well, one thing I might say is, okay, be thankful. You know, let's not talk about your career. Let's not talk about money. Let's not talk about being a missionary or whatever you think God, what is God, what am I, am I should I date this person? Not? No, let's not go there first. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, this is very clear. This is not a gray area on God's will. Mm-hmm. He is very upfront saying this whole being thankful is his will for you right. you know because i think a lot of times once we get grateful certain doors open you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you recognize why well, i don't really don't need that in my life because right. i'm thankful without it i thought i needed that or needed that right. person to be happy to be thankful but i don't i realize i don't and so let's get this grateful thing working. all right how are we doing on time i didn't even pay attention to what time how long i we didn't been. look at what time we started we're probably about 40 minutes ish i don't know yeah. Okay. So, um, well, let's finish up the, we got two more verses. Let's, you know, let's just finish these up and sure. it, it'll, it'll be an hour. So, uh, when we're done. Okay. So Ephesians five, four says, okay, Oh man. Okay. This is a good one. All right. Ephesians five, four says obscene stories, foolish talk and coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Wow. That... Sure. First, first, I think it's, you know, can you give us some examples? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, sure. Here we go. Yeah, here you go. Man. <laughs> this podcast just took a very, very bad turn. A very dark turn. Yes. Uh, well, you know, Man, I tell you this. Uh, you go ahead and go first. What, whatever. What do you have? Oh, you're fine. I mean, this is just one of those things that 
almost and i think i'm trying to think where i wrote or read or heard i don't know man probably all of the above but that almost every time you talk about habits if you try to drop a habit it will come back for you if you try to replace a habit there is a better chance and again this is where we go back to hey look the bible was right because he says instead he's talking about replacing this type of speech with a thankfulness to god and so it's it's replacing bad habits bad speech bad patterns with thankfulness and you know i don't know it, it it's odd to me that we can replace certain things with thankfulness to god but there it is man well you know i'm wondering okay so i'm wondering if this is saying mm-hmm. that if you land on thankfulness mm-hmm. i mean talk about being genuinely thankful to god for in the context of ephesians 5 there's sure i mean it start ephesians starts off with salvation and mm-hmm. all that stuff and being a part of god's family and then how it impacts your life i wonder if the implication is when you land on thankfulness it changes what you talk about right sure i mean so, i get that so here's just a thought I'm not trying to meddle but i'm going to anyway if you are in the world of obscene stories, mm-hmm. foolish talk, and coarse jokes, mm-hmm. is it possible that's just a reflection that you're not a thankful person? I mean, is it? You follow what I'm saying? Sure, sure. You know, I'm just throwing that out there because, I mean, if, you, if there's a spiritual element where you are truly thankful for what God has done for you, you're going to want to be, you're going to want to be, you're going to want to honor the one that you're thankful to you see, you see what i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know i think that's a i don't know i think there's a lot we can read from this or into this almost you know what i mean i right. do also think it's interesting that he put this um ephesians 5 4 a uh, little math lesson here that's in between ephesians 5 3 and ephesians 5 5 what? and so, so yeah so he prefaces this with you know let there be no sexual immorality impurity or greed among you uh, such sins have no place among God's people. And then, boom, he goes right into obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These aren't for you. Let there be thankfulness for God. And then he goes in talking about, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. So he takes this whole section of three verses and kind of ties it together. And almost, I mean... <sighs> The way he says it in verse 5, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God. It almost feels like he's tying a nice little bow on this package of if you are one of God's people, you will find reasons to be thankful, and that will take some of this away. And and I don't know. I, I always um, – my parents, man, my mom was always very firm on, well, you can't know their heart, so you don't know – if they're that kind of person. And one day I told her, I was like, and I love my mom and I'm not saying anything bad about her. I said, no, but the Bible does give a whole lot of places where we talk about evidence of, you know, their relationship with God. I think this might be one of them. Well, you know, when you read the verse before and after, um, you know, one thought I had was that, boy, that sounds a lot like to me that one of the 
characteristics of someone who might be actually a follower of Jesus is thankful. And if you don't have this attitude of gratitude, is it possible that might serve as a red flag to say, hey, man, am I even, I mean, am I really saved to begin with? I mean, that's, or as, man, I mean, as we've talked before about stages of spiritual growth, you know, is it possible that you are not quite as spiritually mature as you think you are in a specific area? Yeah. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't like that. (laughs) There are parts of the Bible where I'm like, I don't like that. I don't want that to have been what he said. Right. Oh no, I'm with you. Right. And um, so I run into that every week when I'm like right. preach through a book, yes. like going through Mark, and I'm thinking, yes. Jesus, I don't want you to say that. I would have preferred it if that wasn't in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> can you can you fix this for me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesus, surely you didn't mean yes what you meant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Uh all right, one more verse and then we'll wrap it up. Here we go. Colossians 2 7 says this. Let your roots grow down into him talking about christ let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness wow well now i'm now i'm reading this in the context of what we've just been talking about and when you start to to kind of put these together it does I mean, a a long time ago, man, we were talking about stages of spiritual growth. We were talking about spiritual maturity. And man, who was it? It was either me or you. And we ticked off a bunch of people. (laughs) Because I think I I did an article on kind of some false markers of spiritual maturity. Things that we assume that makes people spiritually mature, but might not mean that much. Like longtime church attendance, you know, longtime salvation, things like that, that or leadership positions that don't necessarily mean you're spiritually mature. Um, and, and so then we talked about some, all right, here's some actual markers of spiritual maturity. And the, now that I'm reading this in, you know, light of that previous passage, I'm looking at it and thinking, man, I mean, this really does sound like he is saying, this is a marker of spiritual maturity. Um, if you're, you know, again, we've got this then word here, um, you know, then your faith will grow strong and you will overflow with thankfulness. Well, what was the, what was the um, qualifier? Well, letting your roots grow down into him and letting your lives be built on him. Well, then you'll overflow with thankfulness. I think that kind of answered my, <laughs> you know, I was, I was on the fence before like, well, can we really say that? Yeah, I think we can say this, you know, <laughs> you know, what's interesting is, okay. I, I, I need to do some more research on Colossians mm-hmm. 2.7, but okay, just on the surface and with what, what I already know, um, this sounds like, okay, so if we're going to, you know, people talk about, man, we need to get deep. Mm-hmm. We, need really, we need to really go deep in the word of God. Well, again, the, when you get deep into the word of God, it's going to produce two things according to this. And that is, it's going to produce faith. And it's going to produce thankfulness. So it's putting thankfulness sort of on the same level as that of faith. You know, and I hear Christians always talking about how, you know, you got to be mighty in faith, 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 you know. And, uh, but yet at the same time, this verse seems to indicate 
that if you're growing, your faith is going to develop and you're going to be a person of faith, but the really mature people have taken it to another level. They got faith, but now they're they're these extremely thankful people. So really the most mature people aren't the ones that seem to have great faith. It's the ones that seem to have great thankfulness. Yeah. The more I think about, um, how spiritual maturity works and and it's almost i mean it's a moving target it's hard to nail down it's hard to say you know because a lot of people are spiritually mature in certain areas but maybe not in others this is almost more like a um like a if there's any nerds out there like me they'll know what i'm talking about but like when you're in an rpg game you have this like spider web of traits and it moves out like it pushes out the higher you are so you might if you're really good at one thing but bad at the other, it might be like shaped like a D because it's pulling out on all these, but it's real short on the other side. But a big circle means you're good and well-rounded. And I think maybe sometimes, you know, somebody's faith might be pretty pretty mature, but, man, they're still struggling with that thankfulness. But fact of the matter is, I mean, what I'm seeing here is you will overflow with thankfulness when you are tapped in to this, this spiritual growth thing. And yeah, well, you know, okay. I knew that we're going to be talking about, you know, thankfulness, you know, and I had these verses, but I wasn't sure where we would go with all this. And to be honest with you, I'm pleasantly surprised with, for me personally, the big takeaway is how important spiritually thankfulness is. This is not just some little children's, you know, virtue that we need to teach children how to be thankful, you know, or we're not, and we're just way beyond just saying grace or being thankful for our food when we pray, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this is definitely way beyond once a year celebrating this holiday we call Thanksgiving. You know, this is, this should be a, this is, this is really to be who we are as believers. And, uh, and you know, and I've said before, the most thankful person at work should be you, as a believer. Right, absolutely. You know, don't be that person who complains about the boss and the work environment all the time. You know, find a way to be thankful, right. uh, even if you have to address issues that are sensitive. You know, mm-hmm. um, sure. But uh, and um, you know, I've been looking at, while you're talking here, man. I, I was looking at a few different translations, and depending on the translation, it does you know, kind of say things like, um, let me see here if I can pull it up. It was, um, that, that verse said things like, you know, um, abounding in thankfulness, not necessarily then you will be, but this is how you should be. But even, even when we look at it in other translations, when it's saying, you know, you need to grow in Christ and this is what that looks like, it's still saying the same thing. And I feel like, you know, you were talking about not being sure where it went and you're pleasantly surprised. I'm going to tell you, I learned something today, man. That is, I have never put that together before. <laughs> there's going to be some listeners out there that are like, seriously? Well, well, uh, well, I think like, well some, okay. <laughs> okay. I think there's going to be some listeners. If, if they've made it this far through the podcast, okay. <laughs> they've made it. First yes. of all, congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. You have that enduring hope that we talked yes. about earlier. You're a better so, person than I am. I mean, yeah, right. so if you made it this far to the podcast, I, I'm confident that you're probably thinking about thankfulness at a deeper level. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
something sure. has happened because uh, for you because and and, I, and by the way, these are just five verses that we looked at, and these really aren't even the best ones. I mean, there's a, right. a lot of others out there that you know say a lot more about it, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. And I All think right, there's I think some... we've been we've been going for about an hour. We'll probably need to wrap. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, if you're, if you're kind of struggling with some of this, one of the things that we really like, um, as musicians is the Psalms and man, you know, you can look at a guy that's in some really nasty circumstances with some, you know, I'm going to tell you when you read the Psalms and you read what David wrote in a lot of them and then other people later on, but, uh, you can definitely feel that man, he was not in a good headspace, but there are a lot of Psalms of thankfulness right. that you can tell in his writing kind of turned him around and kind of brought him a, a different way. And so, um, you know, you're just talking about there's other spots for thankfulness in the Bible, man, reading through some of those Psalms of Thanksgiving is a big, it can be a big eye opener if you read them in the right head. Well, one of them is Psalms 100. I will enter his gates with Thanksgiving, which, mm-hmm. you know, sure. if you've been, a, if you've been a believer for a while, you've probably heard that song, that chorus that song. Yeah. That song, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, another thing is while we're talking about how to maybe even grow in this stuff, because we've talked about it, I think it's good just to make, force yourself to say thankful things out loud. Mm-hmm. God, I am so thankful for fill in the blank, you know, be specific sure. about it. And also, I think maybe it's helpful to even just tell people, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for folks to, be, you know, whether that's a text or phone call or an email or Facebook or, you know, whatever, um, or if you're old school and you want to send a card, you know, whatever, um, you just, uh, you know, I think it's a good habit to tell people, thank you, uh, and be genuine about it. I mean, you know, do what Paul did, mm-hmm. tell him how, why you're thankful. say, I thank God for you and then tell him why. Mm-hmm. And uh, I drive my wife nuts, by the way, I, we're, we're going along, but for those, if you're, if you've had, if you've lasted this long, you won't minutes ain't gonna hurt you. <laughs> Um, my, I drive my wife nuts all the time. She'll say things like, Jeff, I love you. And I'll go, well, why? You know, cause <laughs> you know, and I, and I'm not being honorary. I'm just, I'm really going, why? I know how I am. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, uh, and there are times where people tell me that they're thankful for me in my head. Sometimes I'll leave, I, I won't ask, but I'll think, why, why in the world, man? Really? Yes. Like, you know, yes. I'm, I, I, I know who I am, you know? And, um, uh, and I wish I didn't know me. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> oh, the word. All right. Well, Hey, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody who's listening to this. And, uh, we hope that you will be the most thankful person in your family and where you work. And, um, you know, and if you're struggling with it, God's going to help you and, you know, just find some folks in your life that can rub off on you that you think are thankful and, uh, and just pay attention to the characteristics you see in them, you know, just follow their example. And, um, and, you know, God can, God can get you there. Uh, we all need help. We're all on this journey together. And so, um, you know, it, you, you don't need to be thankful by yourself, by the way, I want you to notice Paul did say, we are thankful for you. So there were some other folks in his life that had this thankful attitude. So, uh, get around those people, let them speak into your life and rub off on you. All right, Chris, you got anything we want to say before we wrap it up? No. No. (laughs) All right. Till next time, then. (laughs) See you guys later.